Cyber Synapse, the podcast that's creating connections through candid conversations about cyber issues. Sponsored by Agency, with your host, Kath Nibbs. Welcome, welcome to Cyber Synapse on Take Two. Um, tonight, I'm joined by Bo Peterson, who is uh, somebody I've worked with before in IT. So again, Bo, I'm going to ask you why you do what you do. Um, and just to introduce yourself, and then we'll get straight into the topic, which I already know about. So do you want to go ahead? Yeah. Hello there, everyone. I'm Bo Pedersen. I'm an IT manager. I've been in IT for well over 20 years. Uh, I'm in IT because I'm a huge geek. I love computers. have done all my life just about. Um, and I'd like to talk about video game addiction tonight because it's a subject very close uh, to me. And I've got some pretty strong views on where we're all going with this. Okay, so as I was previously saying before, we ended up with the technical hitch, which is uh, just uh, how, how ironic for a, a cyber-based podcast. Um, yeah, I'm not going to bring too much of the academic stuff in. I think I'm going to talk to you about what it is that I see in my practice and why I'm, I'm probably going to agree with you uh, 98% of the way with this, bow. So do you want to start with your, your opinion and your view on this? Yeah, right. Well, I've been playing computer games regularly since around 1982. Um, I've enjoyed the technology. I've enjoyed the advances. And most of all, the current state of affairs of gaming is I enjoy the social aspects, the uh, friendships and the challenges that it can offer and the fact that it is uh, it. it it gives you a cognitive exercise more than TV or anything else would. And I think people are forgetting the benefits of gaming and using it as ever for the scapegoat for all the world's ills. Mm-hmm. So, ah, right. Okay, then. So we're straight into this, aren't we? Let's get, let's get meaty with the content of this. Right. So essentially, you're almost... Uh, saying the same things that I do um, in the in the seminars and the lectures and the, the kind of research that I've been doing. I actually see a lot of the gaming behaviours that children engage in as a social exercise that's to do with attachment behaviour rather than addiction. So I think, yeah, what what is it that you're saying about this kind of cognitive exercise that you need to um, be involved in? And what are you saying about the social, if that makes sense well, for you? Video games have well they've even been sold to people as brain exercises in the past they keep you thinking they challenge you more especially if they're well done there are some inane ones let's just mm-hmm. say happy bird mm-hmm. yeah but we have challenging games that require strategy and you know teamwork all things that we need in our day-to-day lives and with the massive availability on many platforms of, of high-level multiplayer systems you can get together with your friends no matter how far away you live. You make mm-hmm. new friends uh, and you can have a, a fantastic social life online as well as your offline life. You don't have to forget it and just become one or the other. And that is not the way it works. It yeah. draws you in because there are people on there you can get on with. Um, I play games quite a lot, on a, even now at the mm-hmm. age of 46, on a weekly basis. Hours and hours spent online with people around my same age, like-minded uh, in various types of games as well. And they're not all violent and terrible. That Some of them are just racing games. Some of them are puzzle games. There's all sorts you can play. Yeah. Um, what I'm seeing again 
with a video game addiction is it's yet another attack, just as with all the previous politicians that got involved trying to get things banned because they were racy and kids will get hold of them, everybody forgetting the big 18 label on the box, parents maybe not being educated enough to, to realise that the game they're buying that says 18 says 18 because it's the same as a movie in the shop or in the cinema that the child would not be allowed to have because that's also an 18. Mm -hmm. You know, those yeah. kind of scapegoat things have gone from the past. Now they've brought in this video game addiction thing where, they, where they reckon that the addiction level is the same as taking drugs or other forms of... Uh, abuse that can cause high levels of dopamine to be re released in your brain mm -hmm. i mean to be fair yeah i can imagine various positive things happening in your brain playing video games especially when you achieve things especially when you know when as a collective you especially you you know you, you reach goals you beat another team and it's becoming a mass thing i mean in some countries it's being embraced in south mm. korea for example you can actually go to school to play video games, to make a career out of it, to end up in a stadium with thousands of people watching as, as esports have become. It's, it's a massive, massive thing. And these little attacks that keep coming out from government agencies and big agencies around the world, they're not helping anybody who may be suffering from something that, that is shown through isolating themselves into games and not talking to anybody else that's a different problem in the life that needs yeah. to be tackled because yeah. taking away the video game is taking away their only outlet to uh to, to socialize with the outside world if they're struggling with something else in their real life yeah yeah i i was just thinking so i do this quite a lot uh about just to let you know uh, which i'm sure you know anyway because you know me personally i tend to go off on a tangent um when when you were talking um i'm wondering actually if this is to do with so for um some of the listeners there is um a, a diagnosis if you like called hikokimori which is something that was prevalent in i believe it was china which is where generally the eldest male would retreat into his bedroom, play computer games, um, and, and essentially hold the rest of the house to hostage. So he would be in there and would be expecting people to bring his food, to do his clothes. And, and that was considered um, a, a disease of the, the kind of the, the way that people lived out in uh, China. I think what we're saying at the moment is that some of these children who are on the game slightly longer than the parents want them to be are now going to be almost screamed at in layman's terms you're addicted to it therefore i suspect that over the next year or so well it's going to be a continuation because it will go into the the icd 11 um i, I think what i'm going to get are parents turning up at the door saying i can't get them off the computer game i can't get them off their smartphone i can't get them off the ps4 the ds whatever it is that they're using will you fix them Cass? So I, I think that what we've done is we've got mixed up some of the, the terminology. And I think what, what we're actually saying is that, that there's a big difference between a dopamine hit, which you do actually get from playing a computer game, but also it's not, it's not the same dopamine hit as you would get from uh, cocaine or, or something like that. But also, those are the same brain circuits, and this is where I'm coming from, Bowen, it's, it's in um, a lot of the research that I'm arguing. Those are the same brain circuits used for attachment, which is all about how you connect with and make a bond with and socialize with and have a relationship with another person. Mm. 
absolutely yeah i mean i mean the way I, the way i see it is uh there are different types of people i mean i encounter different people online when i'm playing against <clears throat> the general public as it were and you get some people that have clearly got issues that scream and shout online and they're very childish even when they're obviously much older which mm-hmm. um there's been a problem with personally i think parenting since i would say the 90s onwards where television and computers and devices have been used as babysitters from a very early age you Mm -hmm. see babies with ipads and that kind of thing now my issue with that is that the parents are creating an an atmosphere or a not so much an atmosphere but a, a situation where the child becomes attached to the device or a device rather mm-hmm. than the, rather than people around them. And that's why they don't engage with them because they've been left on their own while parents go off and do whatever they need to do. In the past, that would be neglect. But now it seems almost acceptable. And this is creating your zombie generation. And maybe that is going to be a problem. But trying to single out the mediums as the issue rather than tackling the initial root cause of it of of the uh, overuse of of these mediums is where i'm coming from there's there's a there's a big problem with parenting yeah i'm i'm kind of drawn to the fact that when you've said attached to the device that's where um i've i've had to try and break this down when i'm teaching people i i try and break this down that there's attachment behaviors which are how we how we recruit another person to um, meet our needs, yeah. and then there's attachment, as in being glued to, and then there's addiction, which is uh, a, a biological and psychological um, en- en- entity that goes together. Where you, where you have along... a need for something. Pardon? That's where you have a need for something, so you would need it if it yeah. was an addiction. Yeah, yeah, and and this is where some of the terminology gets kind of tangled up. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of with you on the, yes, um, I think the phrase has been uh, digital pacifier for the iPad. So when I was, part of my training was to go and um, sit with a family for two years and watch the baby. And I saw the baby trying to use the smartphones aged about seven, eight months. Yeah. So I, I was, I, and this is going back quite some time, and I was sat going, Whack, this is really interesting in terms of what children think is the behavior that they want their parents to see. Some of it is, look at me, mummy, I'm touching the iPhone or I'm touching the iPad or whatever it is. And the parent goes, oh, aren't you clever? Look at you, you know how to swap. And that then gets tangled up with, this is the drive to connect along with, and I'm quite enjoying what I'm playing as well. So it it is real-time feedback as well. We're, We're not talking a device that doesn't do anything. It's real-time feedback and in a baby's brain, which is developing in, in the early stages. Which craves feedback. Yeah, that's the same as speaking to a person. Mm. It, it's, 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 this is where I think we can't tangibly separate it and say that it's gaming addiction when actually some of the behaviours beforehand are all about motivation, connection, attachment, and, and primary needs to be doing something and have interaction. And if your parents are, uh, like you're saying, in the kitchen and they're not paying attention to you because actually they're busy on their devices, that what a, what a child will engage in is the fact that somebody is paying attention to them. And not only that, but they'll be emulating the parents. Oh, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, and there, there is something about, and these games are mostly about other people. That's what I find in therapy. When I'm sat with the child and I'll say, okay, so what's this about? Well, I get to speak to my mates or I get to talk to my mates or we get to build something on Minecraft or we get to do the next level of COD or what? I, I haven't heard yet the child say it's because I'm engaged with the game and I can't stop playing the game. Mm. Not one. No, that's totally understandable. Yeah, yeah. I, which, which obviously brings it into the, the kind of, I can't confidentially talk about many clients, but a lot of autistic clients that I see use games to practice um, social skills. They use it because it's one of the ways that they feel. Um, uh, so in, in autistic children, direct eye contact is really, really threatening for a lot of these children. And this is a way they can engage with people in a non-threatening way as well. So I think we've got to take into account learning difficulties, uh, attachment styles from uh, the, a lot of the children and their families, but also we're looking at generational pa patterns, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. you know, this is the whole thing, people looking down. There's funny videos of people walking into things. People are not paying attention. They're even trying to redesign road crossings. To oh, road yeah. Crossings. People are safe. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're, we're building the world around people using smartphones. Yes, I, I yeah. In my early trainings, I used to have a a, a meme that said uh, your Facebook status can wait, and the the picture underneath it was two people walking into lampposts. And yeah, I've seen. Aren't they putting um, sort of like red lights at the bottom of uh, on the, the, on the, the ground? Crossings yeah, so that smart, the smart crossings that light yeah. up, change. And yeah, they that's actually, they actually put out the crossing, uh, animated and everything. In some cases, it's absolutely insane. Yeah, you know, there needs to be. A new subject at school called common sense. That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> not in this, no, not in this country, Bo. We're not allowed that. that no, would, I noticed. That would be I common noticed. sense in common sense in putting it in place. And yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I, I'm just thinking about your comment about the parenting. Actually, yeah. I'm going to bring. I'm going to. I, I do feel quite strongly about the parenting. Mm, okay. So, so in a in a, a, a recent past life, I was uh, a volunteer at a temping bowling club teaching kids to bowl. Yeah. So we got all sorts of different kinds of kids in. And we had the ones that where the parents were genuinely, genuinely interested, sat there with the kids mm -hmm. and uh, watched them develop and they were great. And you know, I mean, you get various behaviors, we'll leave that to one side. And then you got the parents that used it as a babysitting club, I had no interest in the kids whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And those kids could be difficult because they were, yeah, they seemed emotionally detached, but you know, you can develop that, but there seems the, 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 there is a lot of. Uh, I might get called out on this, but I think parents are getting more and more lazy, mm -hmm. and I think they just don't interact with their kids anymore. Not on a not on the correct level. I mean, I'm generalising. Of course, there are great parents out there, yeah. but there are far too many that are so wrapped up in their own little worlds, doing different things, uh, to pay any attention. To what's going on in their lives with their offspring okay. and uh, you see it all too often and it's a lot more prevalent than it used to be and i know people say i'm just saying that because i'm getting older and it always looks worse than it used to do but no you can see a tangible change okay so i'm gonna do my what what are you gonna blame that on what what do you think are the root causes reasons what what framework do you want to use do you want to i'm gonna blame? go back to what a politician once said education 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 there's a massive dip in education. There is a film called Idiocracy. I would urge 
everybody to watch that movie because it's not a comedy anymore. It's a documentary. Mm-hmm. It is a, we are seeing things happen now that are joked about in that movie. And that is ridiculous. We shouldn't, we shouldn't have a TV star who, a reality TV star, as president. In the movie, they have a pro wrestler as president. So we're expecting The yeah. Rock to step up next, I think. Well, you know. yeah, actually, I'm going to geek, geek out with you just for a second. Have you Go seen on. how many of the Simpsons predictions have apparently come true? Yes, and I have. Have you, <laughs> have it, you it, seen? Right, uh, Matt Groening has been accused of owning a time machine. Uh, it, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, he has absolutely got a time machine uh, because there are so many things he's got. He's nailed on so perfectly well. Not forgetting Futurama. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of tapping into our our geeky like. But, <laughs> but then again, that might be us with a television addiction disorder or cartoon dis, d- disorder. Well, I, think- I don't know. I watch a massive variety of things: uh, <laughs> topical, some comedies, some drama. Um, I've cut down my TV usage because I play games instead. I don't yeah. overindulge in everything. I replace one with the other. I still have time to go out. I still have time to go away on holiday. I still have time to socialize. You know, it's just life. You know, you just deal with it properly. But um, we need to tackle um, the massive lack of real education because people are getting taught silly things. Silly, silly words and funny phrases are being added to the main dictionary. Now, we think this is a little bit quirky and a little bit funny, but it's not. It is a dumbing down of the population mm-hmm. because a, an ignorant population is a controlled population. Uh-huh. Okay. Now we're now we're getting really political and, and kind of right. Yeah. Now we're into now we're into the nitty-gritty. So in terms of this, um, I think one of the most uh, watched vir- viral videos was, was um, Simon Sinek's um, Why the Millennials dot dot dot. Okay. For which I've actually challenged part of it because there was a um, a discussion about actually the dopamine hit and the dopamine hit and and I get really really cross with that because we're not just dopamine hits we're a complete entirety of neurons glial cells consciousness minds between people and uh, a whole consciousness of the planet anyway my rant done over so in terms of where Simon Sinek said the millennials are lazy they're getting to work they're um they're, they're not able to kind of produce the work that they want. They want to be at the top of the tree. Are you seeing it with you being an IT manager? I'm trying to bring this in. So do you see some behaviors in your workplace that are related to possibly social media, to the parenting? What, what's your opinion on this? Social media, of course, is an important topic in at work. Um, some websites get blocked actively, but of course you can still use your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be encouraging people to uh, access things that they want in the break times to keep productivity up. When it mm-hmm. comes to people and people of a certain age, you get a great mix. There are, we've got millennials who are absolutely fantastic employees, you know, do an amazing job. They've got higher management written all over them. Then you've got people who come in and have got other interests in their lives that they'd rather be doing. Mm-hmm which is, you know, sometimes it's a bit inane. I sometimes think that um, a lot of people don't seem to have been given the key to uh, the, the, the want 
to progress you know they, they just seem to be happy just staring into space but you know i think there's always been an element of people that are, are not motivated um so i think we're on unfair on millennials big time oh yes i mean to be perfectly what honest we, i hate that, i hate the term what what we need to do because i mean i'm I can't remember which generation I am. One of the letters. Um, 1971, what generation is that? Is that oh, Generation X? I, to I'm be definitely not a baby be, boomer because to, I ain't got any money. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, what, where was I now? What we've got, what we've got to tackle is um, everything's getting pigeonholed and there's a massive march to ban anything that upsets anybody. Not just people that are affected by it. People who are offended on other people's behalf are the most annoying people on the planet. They often have blue hair. It's really, really annoying. <laughs> Why on earth are there suddenly so many genders? What the hell does that help anything? It doesn't increase knowledge. It doesn't increase science. It doesn't help society in any which way. It just makes certain people feel special and that they, they, they enjoy telling other people how wrong they are. And to do, I, I, am not, I have not seen anything constructive come out of any of it. In everything that I've seen in media, internet, everywhere, all mm -hmm. I see is negatives. Everything's got a negative vibe. And it's a, now you can't say this. You can't do that. That word's mm -hmm. bad. How many TV shows would not be commissioned now? Look at the big furor in the world with friends. And how mm -hmm. it was fat shaming and this. Get a life. It's an old TV show that's been rebroadcast because it's still got some fans. Not me, but it's still got some fans. And what they did in it was fine for the time. But what you're going to find is that violence is more acceptable on TV. Mm -hmm. Incredibly nasty swear words are more acceptable. But things that pigeonholed people and maybe labeled people are now completely unacceptable. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is these people that don't like being labeled are creating new labels for themselves on a daily basis and insisting that everybody use them correctly. So what do they want? They can't have it both ways, but they're trying. It's crazy. We are, uh, we are, we are, uh, we're heading down a crazy path, but that's, that's me going off on a tangent there. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I kind of poked <laughs> your go button then, didn't I? Cause <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's wound me up quite recently because uh, I've got some friends and uh, so, some of them identify in various ways and uh, <laughs> I think it's fun and they're all right with my views on it but <laughs> how the, 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 the rants that some of their friends go on and, you, 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 and how hurt they are when somebody disagrees with them. They're not hurt. They're not injured. Nobody stabbed them. They're just they're just wrong or they've been disagreed with or they may be right but be disagreed with and they've taken it the wrong way and they've taken it personally and they don't know how to interact with people and again we're coming back to the uh, education side of things because the internet is the biggest information tool ever that we've anyone has ever had and if you know it's one thing that can be harmful to society it's uh, knowledge and information 
I, so, well, uh, mm, I might disagree with you there and say, actually, it's incorrect knowledge or knowledge that hasn't been... Yeah, I did word yeah. that incorrectly. What I meant <laughs> is um, the people who run your society don't want so much knowledge and information out there. I mean, yeah. it's like freedom of information requests. Who'd have even thought of those back in the 80s and 90s? Yeah? Yeah. You know, it'd have been a secret forever, sealed off in a vault. Anyway, uh, now I've gone off on a tangent, lost my train of thought. Anyway, I, well... Uh, I, I think what I might do, Bo, is come in at this and, and just say that I think me and you are due a fisticuffs because uh, I've, got blue, I've got blue hair and you, I'm not sure if you've forgotten that at the bottom. I do remember you having blue hair, but you had it blue for different reasons. There's a, joke, a general joke that goes around the blue hairs and that is somebody who is extremely offended and because of deciding to make something up about themselves and insist that everybody should immediately understand yeah. And, yeah. You know, I, and I've been told I've been wrong so many times. I mean, growing up, let's put it this way, until 46, until the age of 46, which was <laughs> late last year, I was unaware that there were any more than two genders until it all blew up last year on the internet. Mm-hmm. I was unaware that gender had nothing to do with sex. Your sexual, physical sexual self mm-hmm. is different to your gender. Which is great. And yeah, I looked it up and quite true, I was completely wrong. I've gone through my entire life absolutely happy with the fact that I thought they were one in the same. It didn't hurt me. And now that I've found out, I really couldn't care less. But people are making a big thing about it. And video game addiction is another thing where people are going to want to be in a safe place where nobody can hurt them and nobody can say that they're wrong. Mm -hmm. And uh, So... The same people that are crying about everything are just making yet another thing with video game addiction, ad- addiction to say we need to stop people doing what they're doing because they need to do what we want them to do. And it's again, it's just rubbish. It's just people meddling around and not understanding what they're doing. Okay, so there's there's quite a lot for me to and probably some of the listeners to to digest there. Um, where obviously with me doing the job that I do and the academia, um, I, I have slightly different views to, and I'm not, I'm not going to go on and, and do a, a big rant on this because actually I do deal with uh, a lot of uh, young people who have um, gender fluidity uh, issues. Um, and yet it's, it's not a well-known fact to most people about the genders, the sexuality and the sex, which are all three uh, very different things. Um, but that, you know, I'm not here to defend, um, your opinion, your opinion is your opinion. And that's what I'm doing these podcasts for because there might be a lot of people who agree with you. And if so, Bo, what do, what do you think we should do if there's a peep, uh, as you've said, people meddling, what, what would what you is, suggest? We- what, what my issue with everything is, is the enforcement of these views, ideas right. and identities on right. other people. Because some of these gender fluid people, for example, have come out and said, I was forced to be a boy all my life. But then these very same people go out and force everybody to agree with their views. And mm-hmm. that's what's wrong because there is no free speech is being stamped on at every turn right. because somebody disagrees with it. So, so you think that um, it's, it's more about these... Yeah, it's kind of like the information is out there, but the information isn't something we can read and make a decision about. It's something that we see and we then have to assimilate and accommodate and that becomes part of our so, language. And, and you, you may not agree with things. You may agree with things. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't have to agree. Nobody has... The whole world does not have to be on the same page. Yeah. 
And yeah. people need to realise this. People need to realise that they can spout all they want, but people will come back at them and disagree with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The internet is never, ever going to be a safe place. No matter how many people try and twist it and get legislation into force it, it will never, ever be the safe haven because it is the Wild West and it will always be the Wild West. Yeah, I, th- I think that's probably the um, kind of, as I was talking to you before, that's that's sort of the remit of doing this podcast is that there is a, a, a let's call it a large body of evidence that says but if we put this in place and if we put that in place children can enjoy an experience where they understand the internet and they'll know the right decisions to make and they'll know the right people to speak to and um it's it's codswallop the internet is full of maybe all right i'm just going to talk about the seven billion people in the world so there's a possibility of that child that young person mm-hmm. being at the the mercy of seven billion people and out of those seven billion people they're not going to know how to navigate every single situation they're not going to be able to say um right in this instance i can make this decision because they can't do it in real life neither can i as an adult you know i i still make mistakes i get things wrong in transactions with people and, and conversations where i think oh this is similar to something that happened before and lo and behold i've said something and upset somebody yep so it's that easy that needs to stop yeah people need to stop being offended at everything Mm -hmm. because it's ridiculous and Mm -hmm. humanity has got a lot of work to do rather than dwell on these non-issues because we've got an impending change in society which i'll say is automation uh, yeah, well, that that topic is. Um, I'm actually debating um, who I'm going to interview for that one at the moment because there's there's already three tangents I want to go on, um, I, which actually brings me back to that um, parenting. So I, what was I going to say? It was probably going to be about Black Mirror when you'd said about the films to watch, and I'm thinking that what people need to start doing is watching some of these films that almost look like um, uh, science fiction. It will never happen. Um, kind of. <laughs> Uh, thriller if you like let's call them a thriller um but yep. they're not they're actually quite true that a lot of it is based in truth it is it's based on what's happening today yeah what's yeah. the uh what's the black mirror episode where everything everything you your entire life is uh, based on likes yeah that's your, social... your happiness rate is a social media one or is it is it straight to the bottom or something it's called uh, plummet no oh it's about it's about it's... The falling down, in a sense. Yeah, it starts off with a girl in a pink dress, doesn't she? And she goes to the the um, coffee cook- shop, gets a coffee, yeah. uh, or, or almost you puts have to it rate on Instagram. It. Yeah. But then, it's all linked. It's linked to your credit rating, where you're allowed to live, what yeah. job you're yeah. allowed to have, yeah. where you know whether or not you can even walk into the company. You know, did you cheese somebody off on the way to work? Sorry, you can't go to work today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and people think that's silly. But um, it's all coming. I mean, you know, the self-driving cars are only five years away. Yeah. So taxi drivers, lorry drivers, van drivers, bus drivers, they're going to be the first to go. So, you know, society as a whole is changing. The way we drive society is changing. The way we educate ourselves needs to change. The, mm-hmm. I, I do like the idea of uh, vocational education, you know, where people can learn to do what they want do they want to be a scientist do they want to be a painter you know there can be anything because it's going to get to the stage where we don't need to all go out and sit in an office all day because we won't need to you know yeah and that is within the next hundred years easily 
Yeah, and I suspect I suspect that not only will um, well, I mean, we, we've talked about this anyway, haven't we, Bo? That we, we are commodities, and if it's not big pharma pushing something at us, it's the food industry. If it's not the food industry, it's the internet. If it's not, it, we are we're, we're the product. We're the commodities. We are the product of I'll, other people making a business. I'll give you an example. Uh, there was a joke the other day that said uh, Pinterest won't sell your personal data to anyone, and won't advertise at you. Mm -hmm. uh, from your search history. Twitter generally won't. They might sneak one in here or there. Facebook literally advertised something you dreamt about last night. Yeah. Um, yes, there is something about um, it. It does make me laugh when I when I look at my feed and I think, mm, that's really interesting. Who thought I wanted to see that? Because it certainly wasn't me. That's Facebook algorithms. That's somebody's yeah. very clever programming. That's yeah. I, I recently broke an algorithm. I reinstalled Windows because I'm a techie guy mm -hmm. and I opted out of all the advert stuff, you know, on the opt-in page. You, it's Windows 10 has got an opt-in, opt-out of all the stuff. Suddenly, I am getting uh, adverts on YouTube and every other advert is for Muslim singles. Oh, good think. for you. <laughs> now, the reason it's doing that is because it has got no data to go on yet. It's so not, that's, it's that's literally it. less than a week old is the install. So the random adverts are coming in from everywhere and they're not tailored to be like used to because previously the adverts were for DJ equipment, they were for computer parts, they were for, for dance labels, this, that and the other, yeah. all sorts of stuff coming through. But it's gone off at a tangent. I'm getting adverts for all sorts of stuff and I'm like, it's quite funny. Um, it's yeah, quite disturbing yeah. because it's prodding around to see if I'll click on something. I, that's you see that's how i try to explain to people that's exactly what we are i think d d d d it must be 20 it might have been 2011 2012 i wrote an article for um there's an online magazine called therapeutic innovations in the light of technology yeah. and i talked about why children um are doing what they're doing on the internet but how smart shopping um was becoming much more of a thing that children didn't recognize that was happening via Facebook and that you might suddenly get an email about books rather than the other way around, which is where you've been looking at books and then the adverts on Facebook. So I noticed that the algorithms work both ways and people don't just, they, they don't understand this. And it's all to do with, did you click on something by mistake or on purpose? Because the algorithms really don't care. And, and what is it that people are collecting? Well, they're they are absolutely collecting your story, your soul, and everything about you. There we are. I've just made the internet a completely succinct. Um, Linked to uh, that then is the latest <laughs> game development, which yep. is uh, you're probably aware of loot boxes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The latest uh, leak from EA war Electronic Arts, the evil. Um, <laughs> is that they are going to link the game's code to your social profiles. It oh. will build up a profile and it will know yeah. how much you are willing to pay for something, the frequency you're willing to pay and what you're willing to buy. Mm. So the loot crates that get dropped will be priced under or around your, no, I'm not touching that price. And there'll be it all, and the rewards will be geared towards getting you to spend now, I'm a notorious tightwad, so I want to, when this game comes out, mm -hmm. these algorithms, I want to see if it can beat me. I'm going to see if it can beat <laughs> Is me. Is this spend. a challenge to EA and the algorithm? I will challenge EA to make me spend money on crates. I really will, because I will not. I'm currently enjoying selling the ones I get for free. I love yeah. free. But 
and, and do you know what? You... It's going to catch people out. It will get people because people will be like, oh, I'm not prepared to spend t- two pound on a key to open this crate. And they go, the key's 50p. And like, well, I might do that. Because yeah. it's, uh, you know, it, 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 it's the work at your brain and they'll look at your social, but they're going to link into all your social media profiles and everything. Yeah. And the difficulty I have, though, in in the job that I do is I've got parents that are turning up saying um, that, well, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know there was in-app purchases. I didn't know there was crates. I didn't know they could sell this. I didn't know there was DLC. I didn't know that's downloadable content for anybody that's not tech savvy. I didn't know there was this way of swapping packs and so on. And yeah. And, and to be perfectly honest, my, my children were tech savvy. And this is what we were talking about in terms of parenting, how we used to have conversations. And somebody sent my son a code on his original Xbox account, the Microsoft Xbox account. Yeah. He opened it and it completely ruined his um, account. Yeah. And we had a conversation uh, which went along the lines of um, F-E-F-E-F-E, Jeff, why have you done that? I've just had an email from Microsoft saying that you've been trying to hack the system. What are you doing? And he sat there and said, I didn't. I opened a gaming pack. This is a while ago. You know, I opened, I opened a, a, a message. It contained a code for me to basically, he was looking for a few XP points. And boom. And it was just sent by a randomer yeah. to say, here you go. I can ruin your computer. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. So, it's, it's happening in a lot of games. And, yeah. uh, you know, but. Um, luckily, those things are let, you know, people are not worried about ruining your computer these days. Even, even uh, ransomware is on the decline because the latest thing is to mine bitcoins using your browser. Mm. So, watch out for that, chaps. It's JavaScript. Get some good antivirus on there. Um, well, I'm, I'm looking at um, uh, speaking with a professor who I was at um, uh, an advisory group with around uh, Bitcoin because he's uh, obviously a professor in it. So I'd like to speak to him and do do that episode with him because the way that that's used by criminals and so is really, really interesting as well. Yeah, um, it's, it's quite a funny way of putting it because it's untraceable. A lot of people automatically head down the criminal route mm-hmm. and forget that <laughs> you can buy a cup of coffee, you can buy a car. You can buy a computer. You can buy lots of legal things with it. But if you've got a pile of cash, you can buy drugs. You can buy pretty much anything you want from the ne'er-do-wells. Yeah. You know, it, and what most people do with these coins, they don't buy these things, whatever they want with the coins. They convert it into real cash. So when these governments talk about banning Bitcoin, which they have been doing. South Korea in particular went down that route recently. It's yeah. impossible to do because there is always going to be an exchange. Somebody is always going to be willing to give real money for a certain value of, of these virtual coins that don't have it. Yeah. The, and people, are, companies especially, are, are latching onto it because you can now uh, trade coins in the futures trades and stuff like that so coin value is not just going to be affected by who's mining it mm. it's going to be affected by your guys in wall street kind of idea yeah and uh, so it's getting yeah. it's getting big and it's getting more accepted and yeah yeah the criminal um, element of it is getting brushed under the rug now because well everybody's it was an it, it was an excuse to steer people away from it to start with because you know it's not linked to the gold well, this is this is what makes me laugh, and the memes, and the, uh, I quite like how Big Bang Theory brought one of their episodes into the time that we once nearly had Bitcoin, and I think that's everybody's yeah. narrative now, isn't it? Oh, I was, I nearly bought some, but then I didn't, and 
Yeah. Oh, I, I was interested in mining it and I looked at the kit that I'd have needed and my issue was all oh, the electricity bill be through the roof and, and the back when bitcoins were worth less than a penny you know yeah. I mean yeah you know there's people that have been scrabbling around the uh, tip sites for hard drives that they reckon they've got some bitcoin on that forgotten about and dumped and they're now worth millions <laughs> but is, are they really worth millions only if you manage to convert it into money is it worth millions yeah and that's what you've got to remember because you know there's so many risks out there with that but again it's like with any currency there's a risk you know well that that's yeah and that's definitely your um tightwad coming through as you'd said earlier about you <laughs> not well, worry. i mean that went, it was an interesting concept interesting technology it was just expensive to run and do yeah. it was beyond my means at the time yeah i i had two, I had two kids at home that were using more electric than uh, i could pay for so Mm-hmm. You know. yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what about I have a funny feeling this might be a point where we can kind of head towards the end because that's going to take that's us on another <laughs> I'm going to say I'm, I'm very tangential tonight <laughs> uh, no, it's, no I, quite, I quite like it but I have noticed that I think we've been doing about 40 minutes I did tell you this would happen didn't I that we'd, we'd start off and we'd, we'd get into something and before you know it we've gone further down than we well we're down the rabbit hole actually that's one of the things that I'm trying to yeah, not a problem. Well, I'll finish off with my view on the gaming addiction, who um, classification as a as an actual illness is garbage. <clears throat> okay, and um, I kind of concur. Um, I can't academically write those words. What I have to do is is kind of change it. Um, but I have I have blogged on it, and I've um, uh, I've done a seminar and everything on it. So what I will say first of all is because I always forget to say this at the end of the podcast. Please rate, subscribe, um, leave, pass it around, get a rating on, um, we're back to algorithms actually, Bo. Uh, iTunes needs to have ratings for other people to then find it. And this is information that needs to be to far more than 25 people or 125 people. This needs to be almost in everybody's inbox regarding some of the issues that we're going to be dealing with. Yep. So, thank you very much for your time, Bo. No, thank you. Okay. And uh, I'll see you next week. Yep. Yeah,